Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Beers uh, and Rugby Chat here on New Zealand Sport Radio, helping you get through lockdown uh, the uh, as, as uh, we're coming to the end of it for most of, well, coming to the end of the, the, the hard bit for most of New Zealand, uh, heading off to level two at the end of tonight, um, except for Auckland. Uh, and uh, a man who is stuck in Auckland uh, is uh, just joining me now. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, very good. Thank you, Paul. Always a privilege and a pleasure to be on the show. And that's uh, Stephen Harris, folks, those of you listening to the podcast. Yep, you can uh, catch us on the podcast as well as uh, watching us live at 5 p.m. every day on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Look at that. He's cracking into the drink already. 50 seconds to go, Stephen. You can't drink yet. Deary me. Oh, dear. Even if it is water. Anyway, um, what have we got? Um, the, uh, we've got some news about the NPC returning, Bunnings NPC. Uh, we've got a couple of signings of Super Rugby coaches as well. Look, I've got uh, got my note board now um, because we'll also have um, the uh, Driving Wall Show this evening uh, where we'll talk about the Blazer Cup, the Rugby Championship, uh, probably some Rugby World Cup qualification as well uh, in that one. I know Bo is joining me at 8pm for that. 20 seconds till I open my can of beer. Um, so, uh, hope you're uh, keeping well, Stephen, and uh, not, uh, all, all being good? Yeah, not too bad. Busy sort of day. Knocked out a couple of uh, courses today, which uh, were quite interesting, especially when, you, when your 4G starts to fail. But there you go. And it's five o'clock, so beer o'clock. There goes the Tui. Um, no, we're not sponsored, by the way. Um, if Tui would like to sponsor us, more than happy to accept a few free beers. And there we go. Leave the gas in the glass. They might complain about how I pour my beer, but hey, each to their own, folks. Be kind. Be kind. Don't uh, don't get on at me just because I poured my beer differently. We're all, we're all different, you know. It takes different strokes. Um, so... Uh, yeah, so quiet day for me. Went for my went for a bit of a, a bit went for like a five k walk today. So that's new my new training regime. Um, uh, Stephen, you've been out on the bike quite a bit uh, during lockdown. Did you get out on the bike today? Uh, no, not today. It was a dark old day, and like I say, I was a bit tied up with a couple of courses this afternoon. So I decided to stay in, and hopefully we get some better 
weather for tomorrow, although I think the weather forecast is not the best for the next couple of days. Yeah, I got out early and luckily dodged the rain. Uh, Nocturnal Wright says, howdy all, um, some domestic rugby. Yeah, uh, yes, a little while to domestic rugby, not straight away, but um, with the return to level two, that means that teams can start training tomorrow. Um, and that means uh, we're looking at the resumption of the NP of uh, domestic rugby on the 17th of September. So a week on Friday, folks. We did think that it was going to be uh, two weeks, uh, but it looks like it's going to be a week only. So that's good mm -hmm. to see, which means they'll have missed four weeks worth of rounds, um, which uh, if they move the finals towards late November means that they uh, can catch up those four rounds without the uh, the, 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 the non-Auckland sides um, having to play midweek games. Uh, so that's... Um, so they won't need to necessarily do that. Uh, they might need to obviously to catch up games because uh, Auckland, Counties Manukau and North Harbour are all still level four. So they will be looking at trying to catch up games later. Uh, they said that um, they're looking at uh, releasing the schedule soon, but um, it looks <laughs> like next Sunday we will have Waikato versus Canterbury. Uh, and I'm hoping to find, uh, apparently they're meeting up, to, they're meeting tomorrow. Um, to start uh, the logistics around that one. Um, and uh, hopefully uh, I'll be able to get to that game and still bring you um, our normal coverage of uh, of the rugby. So that's uh, on um, Sunday, the 19th of September. So hopefully ho hopefully we'll be able to be um, at that one. Um, the, uh, I mean, Stephen, I've, I've had someone uh, on Facebook, and I should, I should, I should give the give the person credit. Um, complained, said, said that it was wrong and that they shouldn't start without having all ten teams starting at the same time, or ten, or fourteen teams starting at the same time. Sorry. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, it's it's a it's a real it, it's a bit of a tricky one. I guess it would, in a perfect world, it'd be nice if those two teams can start at the same time or, or get re relocated. Listen, there's no no right or wrong wrong answer you know if you if you probably delay it any any longer it, it just makes it it makes it more even more awkward towards the back end of the season yeah it was michael fuller on facebook by the way so thank you thank you for engaging michael um simon also um got in there and uh, uh he uh, was hoping to um that uh that he'll be able to get up to auckland and, and see some games at some point uh, which would be good um the personally look whilst um uh, Auckland is only in level four, well, com confirmed level four now for another seven days. We don't know what's going to happen in those next seven days and, and what the what the result will be from that. If, uh, look, it looks like things heading this in the right direction and well done Auckland people for behaving uh, and following the lockdown rules and sending things in the, um, uh, in the right way. But we could see Auckland at level three for the rest of the year or level four even. Um, we don't know that it will necessarily come down to level two and if you held back the other the other um 11 teams in the mpc uh 10 teams in the um in the uh, farrah palmer cup uh then you would um then they potentially wouldn't have any rugby at all uh so i think it's the right thing that you have to do this it's not ideal it's not perfect yes it's going to be harder for those three teams a they've had more time away from training uh, and b they'll have to play more games in a short amount of time but um to me, I think yes, it's not a great situation, but it's I think it's the right thing to do personally. Yeah, yeah, and and um, and and we probably all know these 
unions and unions and you know broadcasters are pro broadcasters. I would would imagine have had a, a bit of a say in this as well, Paul. Um, you know, if they're, if they're gonna gonna pay rugby money, they want to return an investment, and that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Yeah, that's the other side of it. Is look, if if they didn't play those games, they'd have to give money back to Sky, uh, and these provinces cannot afford that. So they need they need to play their games, uh, and um, sure, under level two, they're not going to have uh, big. They're not going to have crowds, um, but um, the uh, uh, but I think it does happen. To, it does it does it does need to go ahead. The um, Rob Rob Bull says uh, maybe it will become a competition with no official national champion. Ooh, that's um, that, that happened in a major league rugby last year where they couldn't complete it. Um, but um, this year, I don't know. I, I, I still think you can have a champion, uh, even if it, even if even if there is an asterisk next to them. Uh, a bit like the basketball, the uh, um, they called it the showdown last year rather than actually the the norm the, the proper competition because mm. of the different setup and so that that's uh, the people who won last year aren't official aren't kind of champions in the record books for the national championship but obviously they won that tournament um so maybe there's a way of doing it like that i don't know but i do think we need a final uh, and i think sky will want a final so <laughs> they, they pay for it so they want to see it yep um so yes so that's uh those ones um that are coming up. I mean, it does severely restrict the provinces that I can get to. Obviously, if three of my six uh, provinces I go to are, are in lockdown, um, but we'll still try to get to as many games as we can, folks. Um, Brad Thorne has re-signed for the Reds for two years. Yep. Uh, taking him out to six to six years. Uh, a good move for the Reds, do you think? Yeah, I, I think so. I think we've seen incremental improvement from the Reds. Um, in, in the last few seasons or so, and you know, I think they, I think he's quite well respected because he's a he's a bit of a, a tough rust, rooster, as as proven with a, a couple of players that went overseas. Overseas, Isaac Rodder, um, one of those particular names, and um, he pretty much showed him the door, and he didn't exactly open the door when Rodder came back to Australia. Either Paul didn't invite him back in, so um, listen, I don't think he's done some good good things with the Reds. Let's not forget they were the um, uh, Australian Super Rugby uh, Champions 2021. So yeah, I, I think it kind of makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's, I think it's, it's the right job. It's uh, it's the entire coaching staff have all been extended for two years. I think it's good to see. Uh, he was apparently holding out until he knew what was happening next year. With that, when now that Super Rugby Pacific is in place, um, he is uh, he is going to stick around for that one. Um, and I think look, I think one of the things that they had been, pardon me. Uh, targeting for, for a number of years was winning that Super Rugby AU and becoming the top side there. Uh, and I think once they achieved that, um, they just felt it was difficult for them to get back up again for the next tournament. Uh, so I, whilst he's saying, oh, you look, it, look, it was a, a wake-up call as to the gap between the teams, I don't think the gap was as big as, uh, uh, for, for, as, as, as made out for the Reds uh, or for the Brumbies, for that matter. I just think that the Reds, yeah, the Reds were basically hung over emotionally from that final, um, and therefore, yeah, just couldn't get themselves up for those games. So I think, yeah, I, I think we'll see a better shot, a better go from them in 2022 for, yeah. for for that one. Yeah, and it was a, it was a tough ask to for them to front up a, a week later, and I, and I think I think the way that particular 
competition was structured um, in terms of Trans-Tasman Super Rugby. I think if you didn't either pick up, weren't picking up five points, or if you had one loss, pretty much you were done and done and dusted, Paul. Yeah, I think the schedule was 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 particularly bad for the Reds and the Brumbies. Brumbies had three games on the on the bounce in New Zealand uh, with like, Crusaders, Chiefs, uh, Blues from memory uh, to, to start off the competition with. And the Reds again also had to travel over to New Zealand for their opening game, or for travel away at least. Yeah, for their opening game. So, yeah, I, I think they got the, uh, the the schedule entirely wrong uh, last year. But there you go. It is what it is. It's in the past now. Um, and uh, we, we can't change it. But, uh, yeah, so I think, I think yeah, good move for them. Um, also, Leon McDonald has uh, been re-signed with his coaching staff, minus um, Tano Maya, who has, uh, uh, who we already know, has left to uh, follow family business uh, things instead. And so he's also signed for another two years. Um, inside our, our our live chat, I mean, the, the some of the Blues fans or over there, I mean, Aaron, um, and I think uh, was 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 positive about this, saying, "Look, he's he's, he's making things go in the right direction uh, for that one." Uh, but uh, you think the jury's still out on uh, on Leon? I, I actually do, Paul. And whilst I know there'll be a few people a bit surprised about that, listen, I think the Blues forwards have gone very very well. They've they've just come a, a long way in the last couple of seasons under um, under under Tom Coventry. We're to the stage where they're probably. Once upon a time, they'd get beaten up by, on most occasions by New Zealand teams. But I actually thought they they pretty much bossed their way through to a, a title picking up uh, Trans Tasman Super, Super Rugby, that much sought after Trans Tasman Super Rugby trophy, Paul. Um, so, uh, you, you know, but if you look at maybe the, the, their backline play at times, I, I thought it was really abysmal at times, especially, you know, what I was looking for for a team with such dominance up front. I was looking for really good set-piece moves off the line out, off scrum, but we very rarely saw it. Really. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It was a case of, on a lot of occasions, they'd use their big big forwards to bully, bully teams um, over the advantage line. And just practically, teams would just, because they're a big pack, would run out of numbers. And it was just a case of moving the ball a little bit wider. And they touched down. Like, listen, I, I, I get that. That's You've got to do that. But all of a sudden, you're going to come up against a really, really good pack that's going to look you in the eye. And then if you haven't got a 
a game plan or a, a plan B in and around attack moves. I think that's where you're going to get found out. So for me, I think this is the perfect opportunity with maybe Tano Umanga moving on, moving on or would, he's going to be tied up with his his wife. Um, I think her name is Rochelle. They're going to be tied up together with their business. I think it's a perfect opportunity to, to bring in a little bit of IQ into this uh, Blues organisation. And, um, you know, it's just a matter of look, looking around. Somebody I rate, and I'm going to throw a name out there, is Jason O'Halloran. I, listen, he was assistant coach to Dave Rennie. Oh, crikey, probably way over a decade, well over a decade ago, maybe even longer than that, maybe 15 years ago, when they were at uh, Manawatu at the Turbos. And my recollection of his time there as the assistant coach was just these really intricate backline moves or backline plays that the, the turbos would 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 um, utilize and they'd come up with some tremendous tries and I think he may have ended up over and maybe part of the Scottish setup for a while as well so he's got international experience and I do believe he's got a bit X factor yeah so obviously so after Man two headed over to Scotland as assistant coach of the international then went to uh, Glasgow Warriors for four years or three or four years um, and then to uh, some Tory song Goliath over in uh, Japan uh, at the moment, whereas he, he's assistant there um, to um, Milton Haig, who is the uh, the head coach over there at the moment. Um, so, uh, look, he's um, obviously an, another Kiwi, another Kiwi coach uh, who's uh, uh, who was involved in Georgia, etc. So, yeah, no interesting, uh, interesting choice. Uh, we're not sure whether they, they'll be able to, to pry him away from uh, Sun Goliath. Um, we'll have to see. Um, what uh, what happens um, with that one, uh, and, and how they replace uh, Tanner among them. But it looks like they're, they're looking at a defensive coach. Well, it, that's what Tanner was doing, and yet it's the attack that we that, that we think they need some more more IQ around. So uh, maybe trying to move one of their guys internally and then get another attack coach in might be an idea. But we'll have to wait and see um, what they do uh, on on that front. Um, but yeah, look, Leo, Leon's definitely got, got things going in a better direction. Um, but I guess uh, so. It's a bit like when we've we've talked about other some other teams where we've looked at them and gone, look, if they didn't have so much talent, we wouldn't be so upset about them. And that's one of the things where it, that we're talking about here with the Blues. That if they didn't have the talent, we'd be quite happy with how they're playing and how they were going. But we look at that backline and go um, when you've got players like um, Rico Iwani. Uh, obviously, in their um, wingers like um, what Talia, um, and you've got Zan Sullivan, Caleb Clark, Emoni uh, um, Nara, and uh, AJ Lamb. I, look, there's there's real weapons um, out there in uh, in that back three that we just didn't really see play much. Which oh, even which was yeah. what's the disappointing thing. And one one name you missed out there was uh, Ratamavuki Nitkins. As, as well, you know, who <clears throat> didn't see a lot of game time for the Blues last year, but we know that he's one player that they really made a big play to actually get, and they were really, they, they trumpeted that that play, so, you know, I'd expect to see him with a bit of game time. All those players that you mentioned, of course, a lot of outside talent, but we've also seen Rico Iwadi on the weekend play very well in what, in my opinion, is his rightful position back on that uh, back on that wing pull. So all of a sudden you're going to take him again back into that midfield. And, you know, that's my that's my issue in terms of with the Blues. They've got these, all these brilliant outside backs, but there's just no 
no midfield at the moment. And if I was if I was the likes of um, Leon McDonald, that's that's an area I'd be looking at just to get some IQ in there. Listen, there'll be a definite lift in that area with Bowden Barrett coming into the side. I think he'll he'll give you that give you that IQ and that individual brilliance at first five. But you still need somebody in that second five channel who's got a really really good passing game. It just seems to be. Actually, it's probably not just an indictment on the Blues, Paul. It's probably an indictment across the whole of New Zealand rugby that in terms of number 12, that number 12 jersey, you know, we talk about halfbacks before, but if you think about the number 12 jersey, it's very, very light. Absolutely. And it's it's, it's, it's funny, isn't it? We, we went through a period of having a lot of 12s and, and now we've got a lot of 13s. But uh, we had loads of 12s and no 13s. Now we've got loads of 13s and no 12s. Um, but uh, as I say, they're bringing in the uh, the highly uh, experienced Roger Tuiofschek to to do that play that role for you to unlock defenses. So we'll see how he goes uh, with that because uh, uh, he'll be playing in the centre somewhere. I think we could we could see RTS and Rico as your 10, 12, as your twelve sorry thirteen combination. Um, but you're quite right. I mean, you look, you look at if, if we head down to um, the uh, the Chiefs um, that so uh, you've got Anselm Brown there who's really a thirteen. Um, look, these guys, a lot of these guys can play 12, but they're not, it's not their primary place. Uh, they've, they've, they've changed um, Quinta Pia into a 12 from a 13. So he's normally, he's been a 13 throughout his uh, uh, school, 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 school grade levels. Um, but you do have, um, I mean, Nankerville there is more a 12 than a 13. Mm-hmm. Head down to um, the Hurricanes and boy, uh, well, with Lamapi just leaving and also as well, there's a, there's there's there's, uh, there's some question marks down there. But we've seen players, um, obviously with Leonard Brown, um, you've seen players uh, like um, uh, I've gone blank, which one's scrolling down so I can see the uh, list of players um, like Billy Proctor and Amanda Jensen generally and Peter Amanda Jensen generally play that 13 jersey. Um, so we'll see which one of those slots in to 12 next year because they're going to have to. Uh, you keep going south then to um, to the Crusaders, where you've got uh, Jack Goodhue, who's again a 13, Braden Enor, a 13. Um, and they had to bring in David Havili and change a 15 into a 12, uh, because again, uh, well, they, clearly Dallas McLeod, for some reason, they didn't uh, didn't trust him, but the other guys have got their uh, 13s. And then you head down to the Highlanders and go, well, um, Solomon Alamalo, uh, well, uh, sorry, he's weird, I want to go you got players like Scott Gregory, who uh, probably is actually a, is uh, can, can can play in those positions. See, Tomkinson. Uh, so yeah, there are some guys there, but those guys aren't. Um, also, good Super Rugby players. They're not international level uh, at that at the moment. So it's yeah, interesting. Yeah, you're right. The 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 the, the, uh, the stocks the the, the cover isn't exactly overflowing at twelve. And you're muted still, Steve. A lot of um, outside backs have been converted into into twelves as well. Uh, Lester Fire Nuku has moved moved into that that centre position. Even even I, I think even Seal uh, Tompkinson, yeah, Seal Tompkinson at some stage may have may have actually been a winger. So you've you've actually seen a lot of guys that have that have converted into that midfield um, situation. Some obviously more successful than others. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Michael Collins obviously heading over to um, off to the Ospreys. Uh, over, over in Wales, but he, he, a lot of us saw Collins and Gregory as 15s. Um, now, whether they've been played out of position at 15 and, and, and should have been centred all along is is, is 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 another matter. But yes, you're right. A lot of, a lot of players getting um, from from that one. Um, 
And as Thompson writes, yes, so yeah, if Among Agents can stop breaking his bones, uh, maybe he'll be. <laughs> um, so um, <laughs> the uh, hope, let, let, let's, yeah, let, let, let's, uh, that's Thomas Among Agents, uh, but let, let's hope there that he does, um, uh, yeah, that he, he does stay, he does stay fit uh, with that one. Um, we'll be back at 8 p.m., by the way, folks. We've got uh, the uh, Driving Mall show this evening. We'll talk about Venezuela Cup, the Championship, and Rugby World Cup qualifiers. Probably also talk about the NPC a bit more as well um, in that one. Um, if you would like to support us doing this kind of stuff, head over to uh, patreon.com forward slash NZ Sport Radio. Uh, we've had a number of well, three supporter specials that came out last week, and I'll try and bring another one out on Thursday um, this week. So do head over there. It's uh, Look, you can do it for as little as a dollar a month, and it's uh, is much needed so that we can buy the kind of techs, we can bring this stuff to you. Uh, we do have some new cameras on the way, folks. So hopefully uh, next in the next couple of months, we will have some better pictures uh, than we've got at the moment uh, from uh, from Stephen and I. Um, the um, now uh, those are the kind of the the, the 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 kind of the major talking points. But you put something in our in our live chat that was that was interesting about Kelso boys. Yeah, 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 Kelston, yeah, Kelston boys. Um, they've had a pretty successful sort of year in in Auckland Secondary Schools rugby. I think they may have only been beaten once this year, or they may not be beaten at all. But they've certainly been looking the team to beat in Auckland Secondary Schools rugby. And I'm just saying, well, what a bit of a shame it is that COVID has has basically had a bit of a say because, as you know, with uh, secondary school cycles, they they are really yearly things and not often you actually see the same team come back in the uh, in the following year. So I feel for that. But I'll do a little bit of a, see if I can do a bit of a follow-up and get some information just to see what is going to happen with with six secondary school rugby. Is it going to be pretty much hit on the head for the rest of the year? Or like the NPC, are they going to delay it and maybe at least try and get get some uh, a finals played before the year rounds out? Yeah, I think what, what we'll find is that that's going to be uh, um, province by province. I don't think I don't think there'll be a, be a national decision on that. I and mean, looking at Bay of Plenty, they made a big announcement today saying that the um, that the uh, under eleven to under thirteen grades had been cancelled, um, but that the uh, junior rugby would have semi-finals and finals on the eighteenth and twenty fifth of September. So that would so some stuff will be going ahead. Some of it's been cancelled. Um, secondary school girls they're looking into still hasn't quite been determined yet as to what will happen there, um, and that uh, the uh, farmlands. Um, Cooperative Baywide Premier Men's Club Finals will be played on um, uh, on Saturday, the uh, the eighteenth. So I might see about whether I can get down uh, at uh, and look at those finals or see what they're up to, and uh, whether they want uh, anyone around. But probably they might not uh, on that one. So um, so that gives you an idea. So yeah, so, so it, some rugby, uh, yeah, some some things have unfortunately had to be cancelled, but some things are going on. I'm a bit surprised that club finals hadn't already been out of the way. Um, I thought I thought we'd pretty much finished those by now. Um, but uh, uh, you, you, you try and tie those up before the MPC kicks off normally. Um, but it looks like some of the stuff for um, uh, for the bay is still uh, still running, which I'm uh, which uh, I say a bit, a bit of a surprise there um, with uh, with that one. Um, so uh, yeah, do join us again at 8, 8 p.m. this evening, folks. Um, Stephen, thanks for joining me for a little wind down after the the, uh, the day of work, and um, get yourself a uh, get yourself a beer, have some dinner, and uh, maybe we'll see you at eight o'clock as well. Cheers. Yeah, for sure, Paul. And just for Robert, Paul, mate, I will definitely go out. I've, you, you told me to harden up, so I'll get out there tomorrow and do it, mate. Rain, hail or shine. Oh, dear me, promises, promises. We'll wait and see.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.